listening to Miss Talks Podcast. May I speak sincerely with your hosts, Angel and Walter LaRae. Real talk, real people, sincere conversations. Let's get into the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Miss Talks Podcast. May I speak sincerely with your host, Angel and Walter LaRae. I am the poet, Walter LaRae, and that is my dope co-host, Angel. How you doing, sir? I'm blessed, man. What about yourself? Man, I cannot complain, man. I'm just, you know, I always get excited when I'm on the mic with you, man. It's just, it's fun. You know, I know we, we always bringing them gems. I, hey, I appreciate <laughs> you, brother. Can I borrow a dollar? Word. Well, if I can get two back, let's go. Man, you always, your interest is a little steep for me, bro. <laughs> I learn from the best, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, let, let me do like, let me hold a dollar. Told granddad, I said, Granddad, let me borrow five dollars. All right, but you got to give me 15. I said, Granddaddy, if I had 15, I wouldn't need five exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) You know, he doesn't elaborate or nothing, he just walks off like this dude here. (laughs) Well, he wasn't my granddaddy, he wasn't my granddaddy. (laughs) What you gonna do? I ain't gonna do nothing. Not, not a, not a thing. Granddaddy said, "If you see me in the bear fighting, don't help me help the bear." <laughs> I said, "Help the bear, Granddaddy." He said, "Yeah, help the bear to get his mother loving butt up off of me." <laughs> granddaddy was one of the one of the coolest dudes in the world, boy. Shout out to you, Granddaddy. Nah, dude. <laughs> when uh, <laughs> we was at school, man, we had those assemblies where they come to the school. They used to talk to us about. You know, the signs of alcoholism and, and things like that. And, you know, being overzealous as a kid, you're like, wait a minute. I've seen Granddaddy drink a beer before. So I'm like, I'm going to take these pamphlets at home. <laughs> I'm going to put them out for Granddaddy. <laughs> he, he can't just be putting them out on the coffee. <laughs> He's like, boy, the hell you doing? I said, Granddaddy told us in school to watch out for alcoholics. And I saw you drinking beer, so I'm putting these panties out here for you. So if you need help, you know who to call. He looked at the man and said, boy, ain't no alcoholic. I'm a drunk. It's a difference. I was like, all right, girl. Uh, really? That, uh, yeah. I, like, right. I sound like him. I like, sound like him. Hey, bro, I'm in second grade. I ain't got the logic to argue with that. So I'm like, all right. In the trash, they go. In the trash, they go. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love Granddaddy, man. He was a special, special man. I, I appreciate the love. Always the memories as well. So, you know, he is, boy. Definitely that, man. did not sleep. He did not sleep. Yeah, you better not sleep on him because he going to pop the cap nah. or two a couple of people in. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Woo! <laughs> you got a good aim. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a drunk. But that don't help yeah. me help the bear. I, I just took the cake for me. I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know what this man talking about, but I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. Anyway, man. So, you know, this is Miss Talks Podcast. We like to, you know, talk about real talk, real, you know, real people, sincere conversations. Miss, sure. of course, stands for may I speak sincerely. So with yes, that sir. said, Angel, what do you have on the agenda for our good people today? Well, you know, sincerely speaking, you know, I, I I always try to keep an open mind when it comes to subjects that, you know, I may not be, uh, you know, fully adverse as far as like, you know, the ins and outs 
and know you know the full structure. And I'm and I'm also not a bandwagon type of person where I don't just jump on something because it becomes popular or a trend or whatnot. But um, you know, for a while, I, I've I've been noticing a certain um, mentality that's been expressed over social media and whatnot, and the the sense you know the consensus of the of the expression is that uh, black women are unprotected and and they are the most endangered species um, in America, and um, basically saying that you know they have to battle the most adversity. And so, you know, as far as like me being a person of color, I understand what it's like to have, you know, situations that other people may not understand. And so I'm not very quick to judge, um, you know, someone else's struggle, but I do have a hard time connecting the dots on this one because I'm I'm not, I don't, I'm just going to be blatant and be honest. I don't understand it. What about you? How, How do you feel about it? Yeah, I, I've, you know, I'm, I'm L7, man. I always keep my head down. I'm constantly working as well. But, you know, being in the podcast community, you know, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts and, you know, I try to show support for other podcasters right. as well. And that's real hard yeah. within itself because, you know, just dealing with our own podcast is a, is a lot of work. True. But, True. you know, I've, I've been hearing it. I've been hearing the, the dialogue a lot about, uh, black women not being protected and it just it, it bothers me you know it, to a to a certain extent because i never looked mm-hmm. at a black woman being a weak vessel nor have mm-hmm. i uh been that type of person that want to dog uh black women out for right. whatever reason and i you know like i said and you mentioned it before we grew up around strong black women of course, so yeah. it's very difficult for us to look at a, a black woman as a weak vessel or so forth. But when I hear about that, they're unprotected. Yeah, it makes me uh, it, it raises a concern with me because right. I, I try to, you know, I try to listen and try to figure out, you know, what it is on my part, uh, the part that I play on this. What can I do? I'm only one yeah. man. Every woman that I encounter, I'm. I'm a chivalrous man. I'm a, I'm a gentleman. So I don't, I don't treat women. I don't over-sexualize women. You know, mm-hmm. I don't look at women as property. I don't look at women as the weaker vessel. I don't look at women like they're beneath me. I look at queens. I look at beautiful flowers. I look at, you know, I look at women for who they are and for what they are. I respect you know, a woman's intelligence. And when I see strong women, I'm looking at the intelligence first. I mean, I think intelligence is really on the highest thing on my list of when, mm-hmm. you, you know, where people talk about beauty, it's nothing more beautiful than a, a, a woman's brain, her intellect, you know, and it's, oh, yeah. and I, I see, I agree with that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, but when I start hearing the unprotectedness and they feel vulnerable and you know, like this, and I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, you know, because like sure. I said, I've, I've, you look, I'm, I'm the type of person, you know, Angel and I, we challenge each other, you know, Hey, you got to get your books out. You got to do this. And we have time, time limits on the challenges that we have to push ourselves right. to the next level. So I kind of, I'm like that, that kid with his head down doing his, doing his homework. And then when I get mm-hmm. wind of it, you know, I I bring it to you. I was like, "Yo, have you? Are you hearing what this? What's what's going on out here?" And yeah, I'm, you know. I'm hearing it, but you know, and and um, 
you know, I'm always open to have the conversation, but uh, unfortunately, um, that hasn't been met with very much, um, you know, willingness to have the conversation to vet it out. You know, telling me because it is, is not a really a good response because it doesn't help me understand. And that's the thing that, you know, you have to walk away from it. It's okay for me not to get it. It's okay for me to have a different point perspective. But if I'm reaching out to you to try to understand where you're coming from, you have to do better than because it is. You, you, you have to be able to have that conversation mm-hmm. because I'm not, coming, I'm not coming to debate you. I'm actually coming to learn. So, you, you know, there's a lot of defensiveness that I encounter. And then... Um, well, you say you know, defensiveness. You, so you're saying defensiveness of trying to understand where women are coming from. Yeah, like when you just, you know, try to chime in and say, hey, help me break this down. Help me understand it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't need you to mansplain nothing. I'm like, okay, I'm just asking is, a question. Wait, what is that? <laughs> mansplain. It's this new, well, I guess it's new see, to me. But it's this term see, I'm, that I'm, goes around called I mansplain. I am officially a L7. I don't yeah. pay attention. I don't <laughs> so, do. But, but here, here's a couple of things mm-hmm. that I want to unpack. You know, when you said that the woman's intellect is like the highest value. But then, you know, this statement of, you know, you can't handle a strong woman. Men are intimidated by strong women. And I'm like, you know, if that was true, I wouldn't be with the one I'm with. And, and I don't see myself. I don't see myself seeking someone who would be weaker. You know what I'm saying? I, I you know, one thing that attracts me to her is the fact that she can speak her mind. Like, I've never been attracted to somebody who's timid and submissive. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't see the whole point of this, this, um, this concept of all men are wanting someone that they can run over uh, theory. Like, I don't get that. You know, I was raised by a very strong woman. Like, you know, I, what? You know, so my mother was very strong verbally, very strong mentally. And, you know, she spoke her mind. Sisters, our sisters were very outspoken. Our cousins, our aunties. Like, so I don't, I never grew up in this bubble where I saw women jumping and quincing and, and bowing down to this, you know, dominant, you know, male personality. I never saw it. Um, but at the same time, I also saw the strength in these women by how much they respected the opposite sex. It wasn't about being loud and, and loudness equals strength and over talking and undermining. It was about giving the respect that you want in return and, and, you know, representing what you're claiming that you want to receive. You know, that's where I learned respect from. That's where I understood that, you know, the difference between us is just our, our genders. Like as far as the strength factor go, I need you to be as strong as me because there's going to be some days when the storm hit on my side a little harder. But, um, you know, I don't need someone that's going to be timid and shaking in the corner. Um, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I really don't get it. And, and another thing that I say is this, is that if your only objective is to throw daggers and attack. OK, so if you're saying that women have been oppressed by this, that and the fourth. Well, first of all, I would agree that at certain times in, in history, women have had a, 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 you know, a crappy end of the deal. You know, history, there's a lot of historic data that will support that. But then there's a lot of people who take bits and pieces of information and they balloon it. And then they try to argue these perspectives and they try to take 
a smidget of something and apply it to the, the, the general masses, you know, like this whole women make 75 cents on the dollar. And I'm like, where do you get this data from? Where, where, where are you getting this information from? Because if you look at historical data, you're talking about a period in time when all the men went war and women had to fill the, the workspace because we were at war as a country. And yes, jobs that would normally have paid men this much, they paid women half this much to keep the industry going. Yes. And that was a terrible way of handling that. That was a very disrespectful way of do, dealing with someone who stood up and stepped up to help this country out. And, and I don't think women in that era get enough credit, but in this day and age, you can't keep bringing that from so many years ago and try to make it your argument as for today, because it's not true. And then also when you bring that argument up, you got to bring up really real true statistics, job type, like hazardous jobs. So if there's a job where it's hazardous, like firemen or fire jumpers or uh, coal miners, uh, you know, people are, who are out on the oil rigs, those jobs are high hazard jobs, right? All right. And uh, another, you know, factor to consider is, you know, jobs that are hazardous, you know, like firemen, fire jumpers, or even people who work on oil rigs, minor coal miners, you know, those jobs have high risk and they're very hazardous. So those jobs are uh, majorly occupied by male, right? But you may have, um, you know, 1% that may be females who occupy those jobs. So of course, when you have 1% versus 99%, there's, you're, you're measuring a pay scale of 99% to a 1%. That's not going to equal out, right? So, and, and I just bring that up to say that, you know, we got to get to a point to have honest conversations and not you know, recycle theories, because um, another thing, and I'm, I'm going to get very personal on this one. And you, this is something that's, that you and I, um, you know, it's, it's something you and I experienced together in the college years. Uh, I wasn't in college yet, but um, when I hear that women are unprotected, especially black women, it makes me, I kind of take it a different way. And I know it's not about me, but it is offensive to me because I know that I was raised to make sure that I stood up for what was right, no matter what, right? If you see something that's not right, if you see someone being mistreated or handled in a poor way, it's not your, you know, it's not your privilege to turn the other cheek. You need to speak up and you need to do something about it, right? And so I've always prided myself on being a gentleman, even in this day and age where it seems like you get more criticism for being polite and holding a door open, right? Uh, so when I hear that, that statement that Black women are most unprotected, I feel a certain way because it's like you're, you're, you're painting it with a broad brush. And, and let me give you an example why it offends me because this is just one of many examples. Uh, you remember we was visiting Denton, the college, right? Yes, sir. Uh, as a UT in Denton. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we was visiting some some family members or whatever, and we was considering where, I, you know, prospects of going to like transferring schools or whatever. And we ended up going to a frat party with the football team there and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, distinctly, I remember because one of your friend, your female friends had a, a, a younger sister that was there. Right. She was probably what, by like 17 years old at the time. Um, but distinctly, I remember one of the football players was getting a little too handsy with her. And she was clearly, 
you know, not in her right frame of mind because she had a little too much to drink. And we saw him kind of pull on her and yank her into the bedroom. And you and I busted up in there and said, hey, man, you need to get up off of her. And at that time, dude, you know, him, his football player buddies or whatever, everybody bowled up against us. And dude, we don't know nobody in here. We don't even go to the school. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we, we were about to throw hands with the entire football team because they had his back because, you know, the whatever camaraderie they had between one another. But the bottom line is, and I'm not trying to talk like you and I are just Billy Badasses, but we weren't about to sit there and, uh, and let something like that happen in front of us without at least trying to do what was right at that time. Um, like, so, and this is just a, a small example. And, and I would love to unpack that story a little bit more, um, you know, for as far as like the mentality and the mindset or whatever, because it, it wasn't like there wasn't a harm that was presented to us. We're talking about football players. We're talking about athletes. And I'm talking about the smallest one was probably 215. So, you know, <laughs> it's a big cornbread eating folks. What? Yeah. But, um, you know, and I said it to say this is that so we, we have to be careful with categorizing everybody in the same, you know, category. We have to be careful with marginalizing people's, you know, perspective and character when you really don't know where a person would stand. And, and we have to get out of this, you know, and, and everything that you're speaking of it may be personally your experience and, and you have a right to, you know, deal and process it with that experience. But where it becomes wrong is when you're trying to take your one experience and make it the standard for the entire population. Statistics doesn't work that way. Right. So, you know, before I continue with that, I, I just want to get you to chime in on that situation. Do you, you remember that, that, uh, that one party we went to when that situation went down? Oh yeah, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, and yeah, we got a lot of flack from the the female friends that we that had invited us to the party as well because they was trying to label us as troublemakers because they were real, you know, pledges, uh, sororities, and you know they you know they kind of have camaraderie with the football team and so forth. But you know, right is right. This young lady was basically about to be raped, and it just yeah. shows it showed me a lot. You know if if you're talking about women are unprotected, it well, it, her sisters yeah. left her out to dry. You know, left her left her out there because like they didn't want they didn't want to piss off the frat brothers. Yeah, well, see, yeah. I didn't. I, you know, look, man, like I never, I don't care about taking an ass whooping. Now I take an L, mm. but you're gonna have to bring it. Okay, you know, you and then I'm ass. fighting not only for myself but my brother, my younger brother. No, <laughs> it's all good, mm. baby. Man, you know, and and we didn't back down. But the the point is, is that we've always been that type of people that's going to stand up for the underdog or stand up for to, especially when it's women involved and try to have uh, uh, some type of chivalry for women. Now I'm not a perfect saint. No. I've had my, my dealings know. with women as well. Uh, but you know, all kinds of women, cause I've dated all kinds of women. So uh, mm -hmm. there's no difference between a woman in, in her color. So when I see that, you know, black women saying that uh, women are they're unprotected, not in my, on my watch, you know, you know, because I honor our mother is our number one queen, our, our number one. Uh, yes, my, our mother did not belittle us, nor did she coddle us. You know, she taught us how to cook and clean and to maintain as women, uh, excuse me, as right. men to uh, not depend on women. 
And that wasn't a bad thing. That was just reality because she, you know, it was like, I'm not going to put a man in this world, raise a son in this world that who's going to become a man. And, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be a burden upon any type of woman out there. And yeah. and knowing how to do certain things is, is essential for uh, adulthood for a person. It don't matter if, what gender you are. But, right. yeah, I remember like it was yesterday. And, and we, we stood our grounds. Like I said, you, man, you, you got to bring your lunch, dinner, and then you're going to go into overtime yeah. when you're dealing and with the Geechee up. brothers because – you're about to get it. We're going to put it on you, baby. And that's, that's just, yeah. that's just how it is, man. It's not being Billy badass, mm-hmm. but hey, yo man, especially me. when my baby brother is involved into the situation and you know what I mean? And, and a young lady's, uh, you know, her, her sexuality, you know, you're, you're about to impose upon her yeah. and she's tipsy. You know yeah. what I mean? And we don't know if you slipped her anything or not, but the fact is she wasn't feeling it. 100. And we saw right. it transpire when you was pulling her into the bedroom. Right. You know, and she didn't go honest. willingly, but she was not in her right mind. Right. Exactly. And, and let's be honest, too. Um, you know, the, the reality is that that kind of horror exists way too often. Like. The predatorial aspect of it, I get that. And and when you, you know, present that situation, I understand completely women have a very huge burden to deal with when it comes to that. Um, I've, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. But um, where, where were but, the sisters though? Where were the sisters right. at the point in time? Exactly. Like it's not, you know, we could have been one of the bad guys. We could have Because been, if but the, it, the way that situation, let me tell you how that situation plays out. When the one, yeah. when, when the first one is done, here come the second one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you, the, the whole, cause the, the all his boys gave him the look and they was all headed towards the door. We and we and we looked at each other, say, "No, nah, then we gotta we gotta do something." Yeah, because we saw like three or four other guys headed to the bedroom door. Right. So we I, all that was. I'm but, sorry, I, I kind of interrupted you. Say that again. No, no, we already understood what that was, but you know, the, the, that's the thing. Is like we're not oblivious to the fact that women have certain things that they have to deal with in this society that are horrendous, and it, and it shouldn't be that way. We get that. But man, don't say all men are alike and that you're unprotected because every situation that I've been in where I felt that it was wrong or that, you know, it, it, that I needed to step up, I never shied away from the opportunity. Um, dude, I, I remember pulling over because at a gas station because I saw a couple arguing. And and it's like he's about to put hands on this woman. I'm like, hey, yo, man, you need to you need to back up. You need to relax. I don't know this dude from from Sam, from from Chris, from Bobby. This dude could have a gun. This dude can whatever the case may be. Uh, he could not take politely to me interrupting. But you know, you know the 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 good thing is that when he saw me, he he calmed his demeanor but not right away, but I got him to calm down. I was like, Hey man, you can't be, you know, handling her this way. You need to calm down. You need to just break up and, and go your separate way. But I can't stand by and watch you get physical with this woman like this. I don't care what you're arguing about. It's none of my business, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and drive by and see you jacking her up against the wall. Like I don't see that. Like I'm not going to let this happen. And um, so, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's um, 
you know, situations like that where when I hear people say that they are the most unprotected, I'm like, around who? Now, I'm not Superman. I can't save the world. But don't sit here and tell me that I left you open, because if I had an opportunity to, to step in, I would like to think that I would have done what was right. Now, factor in the human factor. Right. I may not be perfect and I may not always make the right decisions, but consciously and morally, I'm not going to be categorized as somebody who would leave you intentionally exposed. Do you feel what I'm saying? Oh, I get you 100 percent. And uh, I re- are you speaking of the time that you and you and I and our other cousin was together or is this, was this a different time? Oh, no, I forgot about that. Yeah, that okay, was a different time. Yeah. Okay, so oh, this oh, is a different time, but I'm going to tell you about the time yeah. that you and I and uh, our cousin Booby uh, was together and we was driving down and we saw uh, this man that was, I mean, he was literally beating yeah. this woman. And we stopped yeah. the car and we all got out of the car and got in the mix to protect the woman because of what was going on. And yeah, and he had a weapon, you know, but oh, our, our cousin stayed strapped. <laughs> so it was, it was a different scenario. I don't advise anybody to do this, but I cannot sit by and watch this go down. So we jumped out of the car. We jump in the mix of it. I'm hand putting hands, you know, on him. Y'all are checking on the female and a weapon is brandished. Yeah. And when a weapon started to pull out into play, here comes another weapon into play. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I don't advise anybody just to jump in the mix. Cause you know, I'm not trying to play captain saver. I'm not, I, I want to go no. home at night. You know, my family is exactly, is, I'm not here exactly. to play that, but you don't have to beat a woman like that. You don't have to beat anyone like that. Obviously she got the point, you know, the first time that you smacked her, you know, but you were, you had no regards for her. And right. I, like I said before, none of these things go it doesn't go down on our watch in particular. So, mm-hmm. but like I also say that you have to be careful about intervening into situations because you don't know what's going to happen. You can put yourself in a, in a, in a, you know, through the grace of God, we made it out of situations like that. I don't yeah. advise anyone to do that unless you have the proper backup, unless you can, you can calm the situation down because you can put yourself at risk as well. So always be careful when approaching a situation and be smart because I don't want to say, like I said before, I want to go home just like I I want my family members to go home. And a lot of good dudes gun stood up and and got into some situations because when you get into the mix of it, you know, there's no guarantees at that point. You know what I'm saying? So we got to be careful with what we do. So I agree with you as far as not clumping us all together and, and saying certain things because like, before I am a diehard lover of my mother. I love our mother, uh, as you do. And she's a beautiful, Mm -hmm. strong black woman. And I've always seen strength in her, but I also saw, you know, that when her and dad split up, she didn't demonstrize him. She had her moments. You can tell that they had their beef, but at the same time, she still respected the fact that that was still our father. You know, and it was to a point where she had to, you know, when she told us, like, either he's going to do what he has to do as a father. Or y'all are going to see what type of man he really is. Right. And and that's that's a real woman to be able to say that. 
don't always, you know, she wasn't always 100 with it. But when she broke it down like that, I was like, you know, respect. So, right. you know, like I said before, it's it's how it's the interaction is of how you have and deal with your with your mother. That's the first woman in your life. You know, right. a lot of dudes don't have a real connection and a real respect for their mother. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of women who have mothered these sons, uh, parents to these these sons have created a bunch of F boys. And a lot of mothers have coddled these show, boys. Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we spoke about that briefly because okay. these are the same dudes that's going out there and doing certain things. But I can't clump right. every it's one like- of us together. Right. And there's a certain bitter mentality that's associated with that cycle is, is very repetitive. Right. And a lot of these bitter personalities who talk so negatively towards men are really talking about the sons that they've raised. And, you know, hey, no shade. But I mean, if the dysfunction fit, you got to wear it. You got to own it. You got to wear it. Yeah, but, And I feel the same um, way that you feel about that. You, you, you know, let's talk about that. Unpack that a little bit, as you like to say. Unpack the yeah. fact. That that's the son that you raise, and that's a direct yeah. that's a direct reflection upon you, right? And you can't have you can't you can't be the type of parent that's blocking the other parent, and then when everything goes wrong with the child, that parent that you blocked all this time has to assume all the blame for what's wrong. Like, no, that's on you. That's on you because it, it, the uh, child needs both parents. And, um, and 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 if that rubs you the wrong way, then maybe there's something you need to review internally in your spirit but it's the truth you parent, a child needs both parents and it's not a competition um one is not less important than the other one but i see it all the time i see these certain type of uh, personalities who are just bitter and they're very um aggressive towards their the the father of the child and they do all kinds of things to block that father from getting access to the child and then all of a sudden, when you raise this boy and you've caught him all his life, now he's 19 and he's putting hands on you. Now he's become the F boy that you've been complaining about. So maybe that's something that you have to look into a little bit more because there seems to be a very dangerous cycle perpetuated in this this in this society that nobody even talks about. See, we, we want to talk about the F boys are there because the fathers abandoned them. And and there are some some f boys who abandon their children, but come on now, let's be for real. There, there's some some bad parenting going on in, in a lot of these situations as well. And when you say bad parenting, you're saying bad mothers as well as the bad fathers, because you know right. everybody got skin in this game. And you know, for one person to, to say into in totality of another right. is 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 really unfair. Right. Because I've seen and in, in, in statistically speaking, I've seen a lot of times where a divorce or separation happen and, and there's another parent trying. But unfortunately, it's never going to be enough because every shortcoming is their fault. If you can't do this, this and this is your fault. But there's bad parenting on the other side and there's no blame or accountability for that. And that's just not healthy because, you know what, um, when you coddle children and you you use them and this whole tug of war match, you enable that bad character within them. So when they get older, that bad character is, is, is entitled and it becomes into full swing. And that's how you have these children that think, well, I'm grown. I want to go do what I want to do. And the moment that there's a a friction, then here here come this blow up. And now 
you got this bitter person talking about, well, you got to get out of my house. Now you putting that, 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 uh, that bad seed on somebody else to take care of, or, you know, it, it's, it's, it's bad parenting. It's bad parenting. Yeah. And if I can chime in angel on that is it's, it's learning conflict resolution. There you go. And no, you know, in parenting, that's what you have. That's what you're seeing. You're seeing this from your parents as well. Conflict resolution is saying how to deal with this in a peaceful manner. And not so much as going to the negative side of it. You know, we, we, we get our feelings hurt. We get, we get in our feelings, we doing certain things and then we snapping and so forth. Younger me, was very quick, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, you know, I, Hey, I, I have the maturity of me created filters. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, the younger, the younger version of me had no filters. You know, I, I let the B word fly in a minute, you know what I mean? And, and I knew better because my mom mm-hmm. did not, our mother did not tolerate that. Mm-hmm. You know, our mother did not tolerate us talking out, out, you know, talking sideways to women. Our mother did not tolerate us putting our hands on women. Our mother did not tolerate a lot of things that, that people do. Go, not go. only that, our dad didn't tolerate it, nor did our grandfathers. Exactly. Mom wasn't the only one that taught that message. Right. No, I, I was I was getting there, but I had My to bad. make I had to, you know, come in the in the beginning because, you know, like I said, the mother is the first woman in our lives. That's true. That's so very true. It, it, learning to have that relationship with your mother and that respect of person for your mother, your admiration and so forth. Is something that we have to have. Look, look, all of our, all of our family members that are females are not 100, Mm-mm. you know, but at the same time, conflict resolution teaches you how to deal with the people who you deal with and how to handle certain things. When I know who you are, I, I'm cool. I know who you are. I don't have to mess with you. You know, I, I spoke of the fact that we have an aunt that's been in jail longer than she's been out in, in the free world. I would right. do anything for her into the fact that when she tried to play me like a sucker, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Now I know how you mm-hmm. see me, you know? So mm-hmm. because you played that route, I have to let you go. That's yeah. conflict resolution because instead of, Oh, you play me like a sucker. I'm, I'm about to drag you outside and, and handle it. No, I can't do those things. Maturity comes with that. You know, even if a woman step on your toes to the point that you feel like she really disrespected you, the younger version of me, yeah, I would I would have had choice words to say. Mm-hmm. The maturity, the mature version of me, is saying, you know what? Maybe I'm not your cup of tea, right? You know, maybe I can't. I, you know, because it, it the equation has a common denominator, and the common denominator is you. When you remove yourself or remove them out of the equation, nobody can divide me. Nobody can multiply me. Nobody can break me down into fractions. Nobody can subtract, nor can they add to me. I only can do these things if I am solving the problem. And the problem is how you deal with people. How are you dealing with your mother? Do you have a relationship with your mother? Or do you have any type of relationship with any woman that was a mother figure in your life? And if you do, then you have conflict resolution of understanding the counterpart that we're dealing with. And most of us don't take time to even figure those things out. Man, that's, that's a dope way of putting it. And that's very, 
um, intellectual, you know, and, and that's what we have to understand. It's not about throwing stones and casting stones. It's really about breaking it down, processing the information and, and making a choice whether you want to be better or what, you know what I mean? But, you know, um, dude, I, I, I get what you're saying as far as the, the mature you has different filters versus the younger you, you know what I mean? So we had to learn, we had to grow. We weren't perfect. We're not perfect now, you know, it, but it took, uh, and, and, and that's one of the things I, I can accredit to, you know, having strong women in my life. I love the fact of having strong women around me who held me accountable, who let me understand, Hey angel, that you better than that. Or, Hey man, you, you shouldn't do this, but this is because it has this effect. And like and you said, you, and like you said, having granddaddy and dad in our lives as well was a, was a major, major overhaul. Right. Right. Because it, it wasn't, it wasn't just, um, it wasn't just that message for the women. Uh, I remember distinctly granddad told us, uh, look, man, the worst thing you can do to a woman is draw her in to open herself up and not be ready to handle what comes out. So if you have no intentions of respecting that process, don't waste your time. Amen. Just don't, don't do it. And and so I've, I've always been very careful and, you know, how dealing with, you know, women that I'm not that guy that just, you know, misleading people and, and, you know, where we're not understanding clearly, you know, where we stand with one another, because you can't leave a person in limbo with questions. That's not a healthy process for anyone to be a part of, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, it, it also squeaky wheel gets to oil, right? So, you know, if you bring in the attention to the fact that you feel black women are the most unprotected, okay, so that's the squeaky wheel. But what what's the oil? What's the application of re- resolve? Where do we start to resolve that issue? Because, um, and, and I'm not going to make this about me, but let's be clear, as I said before, I won't be categorized as a person that are that is objectifying women or persecuting women or oppressing women because I didn't grow up with the mentality. I didn't tolerate it around me, nor would I. You know, I've even been accused of, I had a woman say that I hit her because of the fact that she wanted to hurt me. And she knew that that was the one thing that people would respond to is to throw that in the mix. Cause once that comes up, you know, all conversation goes away and it's how could you, and people automatically assume that you're guilty. You know what I'm saying? But we, we have to get clear on what is the issue? What, are, what is it that we can fix? And if you have someone that's willing to give an ear to say, okay, why do you feel this way? then be open to have the conversation and let us know what is happening that we may not be aware of that we can fix, but given attitude and saying it, because it is, is not a good response. Cause I learned nothing from that. I don't know. I don't know how to resolve because it just is. Well, I mean, I've, I, I must've been in the box and just working and kept my head down. Cause I don't really have those type of problems with my, in my marriage right now. Um, right. But it seems like there's been a social jump from Tarek McMillan's that or whoever Tyler Perry, I can do bad all by myself. From mm-hmm. Stella got a groove back to all mm-hmm. of a sudden that, you know, women was independent and now, you know, to the left, to the left. And mm-hmm. uh, I woke up this way. Now, all of a sudden that you're unprotected. 
And right. okay, and I get the fact that you feel like you're unprotected, and I'm trying to learn as well. But mm-hmm. as a squeaky wheel and, and, and putting oil on the situation, I guess the best the best thing to do is to have open dialogue and communication with one another to figure out how we can resolve these issues rather than mm-hmm. pointing the finger because you know I'm I'm out of the game, so to speak, as far as the right. dating game. So mm-hmm. But I'm not out of the game of life when it comes to the black community. You know, mm-hmm. I'm deep into what we are into our society of, of trying to make our community better. Uh, and that's right. for everyone, uh, all colors included, but especially for the black community, because I, I don't want uh, any woman to feel like that she's less than what she is. And I, that's why I, tr- I, I tell you that you are queens. And but let's act like we are royalty to one another. And it's not so much as saying that every queen and every king is going to be on the throne. It's saying that it's a respect of person that Mm. I I hold you in high regards of who you are as an individual. That's the thing that I want people to understand when black people are calling each other kings and queens. At least that's how Mm. I look at it. You know, because I'm a warrior king. I'm never going to be on the throne. You know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm always on the front line. I'm, I'm at the tip of the spear, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I, I treat everyone with respect because until you show me that you're not going to respect me, I have no other mm-hmm. reason, but to respect you, right. you know, and that's, and that's the way that I look at it. But I agree with you. You cannot clump everyone in, in the same category. Mm-mm. But if the if the questions arise, why do black women feel like they're unprotected? I would like to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And, I, and, and again, I take this moment to send the invitation out. If you want to do a follow up show and, and be a guest, speak on the show, you will be treated with nothing but respect. Um, but I would love to have that conversation on a on a, you know, a very open level. But let, let's keep the keyword conversation intact, like. You know, I'm not going to be a yes man. I'm not going to agree to things just because you say it, but I, I will have the open mind to try to understand, you know, just like you touched on early. Our mom and also our dad taught us to be self-efficient. They taught us to take care of self. Don't ever, um, you know, a woman is not your maid. She's not your housekeeper. Uh, don't ever expect anybody to do anything for you that you're not prepared to do for yourself. And, you know, that was the mentality that, that we were raised with, because even when we were, you know, in college, you know, people come by the apartment, like, dude, who, who cleans your house? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that's a weird question. And but, you know, I, I get it because I, I see some of the the boys who are entitled, who uh, parents do everything for them or mothers do everything for them. And, um, you know, they, they go into relationships expecting the the woman to act that certain way. Uh, and I get it, but you know what? That's really not oppression. That's just a person who has been accustomed to being treated a certain way. So we can't demonize them because that's what they, that's all they've known. Now, if they using that to be, to give ultimatums and to hurt somebody, that's something different. But if, 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 if he's a guy that grew up in a household, you know, the mother may not have found it degrading. She may have found pleasure and, and managing that household and doing those things for her, her, you know, her husband and her sons. So if a, if a boy grows up in that, that 
environment and he takes that out into the world, we can't just beat him up over the head and say, well, you're chauvinistic or you're a sexist because, but because that's what he, he know. Does that make sense? Just like mm-hmm. if sense. we have work, if we have work ethic, because that's, that is what we all, we knew in our household. That doesn't mean that, that we don't know how to let someone do something for us. You know what I mean? So I, I what I'm saying is that we have to be careful with the labels. Well, you yeah. can't be so quick to jump the gun and say, oh, well, you in this category, well, you expect me to be and call him a mama's boy and this, that, and the fourth. If that's what he's used to, then that's just what he was raised with. Now, everybody has the opportunity to learn and grow from that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm pretty sure if he fall in love with the right woman who has that patience, then when when you love someone, there's something that happens internally where you see things differently and you're willing to make those changes, even from things that you've always known because you, that, that person means that much to you. But just because that's all, you know, growing up and and you go into the world with that, that doesn't mean that you're sexist. It doesn't mean that you are uh, chauvinistic. It just means that's, that's what you know. Right. But if you, if you think a woman can't inspire higher to that, or she's less than you, that's sexist. Mm-hmm. That's chauvinistic. Yes, sir. So, but we have to be clear with those things, right? Right, right. And 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 I, and I agree with you one hundred percent. To back back pedal for a second, because it was actually funny. Because when you said that, I remember dating this lady, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Well, what chick comes over here and clean up?" She swore up and down I was cheating on her because my house stayed <laughs> oh, clean, stayed yeah. so clean, right? <laughs> The, the old the old ain't no man this clean <laughs> right I've heard, it. I've heard it before right right looking for bobby pins and that's an old reference to a, a woman leaving her little belongings around just to let the other woman know that i've been here and uh no no man i mean that's just how our mom raised us and our dad raised us as well our dad right our dad was a was a clean freak he, he stayed you know and, and, i mean i just we just grew up that way sunday I mean, Saturday mornings, dude, it was just uh, it was a different feel in our home with old yeah. school music and in the center pine saw and bleach. It was just, you know, I can't I can't took, get it out of my head. Of home. And it was yeah. it was is putting love in your home and taking care of your home as well and, and so forth. But, you know, I'm the type of person like before COVID-19, the coronavirus and the quarantine started. The last time I went over mom's house, she had. They had just got through eating, eating, and I went in there and washed the dishes. And she was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what you taught me?" To- <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm washing the dishes. You know, I'm doing this for you because you're my mother. She's like, "We, boy, what are you doing?" I was like, "Mom, just just chill out." But it was cool because I ran the dishwasher. I'm sitting here. They at the bar. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. And, you know, her and her husband looking at me like I'm crazy. But I'm washing the dishes right? because. I took pleasure in the fact that you're my mother. You're ra- you raised me, and if, if I, I washed the dishes and took the trash out, and she was like, "Why are you doing this?" Because I want to do this. Let me be, chill out. What's going on? What's good? You know what I mean. <laughs> and that was my way of having conversations with them and still be doing something because you know I'm, I'm taking a load off of them. They don't have to worry about doing that. That little simple act of hey, this is just love, man. And that's all it's, it's ever been with us is showing your loved ones that you love them. So that was my little Dang. two cents, man. You know, I, I just I got a kick out of the girl, the lady thinking that I was cheating on her because I kept my house clean. <laughs> right, right. 
that, that that's always tickled me. But, you know, and, and we also got to address the elephant in the room. Um, you know, listen, you, you have to live up to the title that you want to be, you know, called by. Um, again, I, I don't roll with trends and I understand this whole kings and queens mentality, but all of us ain't kings and all of us don't behave like queens. So, um, man, if you want to rock that title, you got to live up to it. Like, I don't owe you anything because you're a black woman, just like you do not owe me anything just because I'm a black man. And addressing the elephant in the room, like, we can't be that person that is speaking ill on one another, especially when it comes to the workplace or in mixed company. And from a lot of experience that I've had personally, you know, jobs that I've worked at in call centers and, and uh, you know, corporate settings, I've seen a trend of, um, you know, certain personalities speaking ill about black men in the workplace. And whether it's their significant other or uh, exes or whatever the case may be, we have to get past that part. But you, you can't say that you're unprotected. You can't say that you are oppressed and held back and cheated on and, and then go and, 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 and paint this bad picture of black men because someone who is listening to that think that you are the ultimate representation of our culture. So if you have a poor outlook and a poor um, you know, perspective of who a black man is, sometimes that translates into what other people may think. And, you know, let's be honest about, you know, the other elephant in the room when it comes to dating people of other cultures. Um, I, for one, have never had an issue. I've never took issue if I saw a sister with, with someone from another culture. Personally, it's not my business. If you look, dude, if you two found happiness together, and especially if you're from different cultures, Notice I said cultures and not race, because that, to me, that's silly. It's only one race, human race. But if, if you found happiness in a, with someone from a different culture, I think that's beautiful. I, I think that's, you know, a wonderful experience because, look, dude, life is hard enough. This world is crazy enough. And if you're able to find and sort through all the chaos and, and all the mayhem, and if you're able to find that person that, that does it for you and makes you happy, I don't care if they pink, blue, yellow, pink, whatever, dude, that doesn't even matter. If, if you found that person that, that, that completes you and, and, and makes you want to be a better person and, and enjoy life on a higher level than you've ever felt before, man, go for it. But we also have to get out of this nonsense of narrating this, this false narrative that black men only want to date up women from other cultures for the wrong reasons, for negative reasons. Um, about this nonsense of I'm disrespecting you because I choose to have affection for a woman for another culture. We, that let's let's. There's other things I want to say about that, but let's stop at that one because I want to get you to weigh in on that one. What on God's green earth does that even mean? Why is it that if if you see me walking with a woman from another culture, I'm disrespecting you? I don't know. Help me, but I, 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 I wish girl. I, I wish I. I wish I had the, the magic answer to that one, but then I would probably be as wealthy as anybody in the world. Uh, the thing is this, man, whoever you choose to be with, that's, that's your preference. That's, that's who you are. I, I've dated all kinds of women, all, all cultures. So I love women. So, but 
I have a a, a strong love for black women. And I, I treat black women just the same, nor if I was dating outside of my race, nor would I let whoever I'm dating disrespect my culture or the, or the people in my culture. Um, right. I don't, I don't, I don't dog women out period. And I don't, I don't put labels on people uh, to each his own. Uh, I see, I see black women with white men all the time. And I'm like, yo, what up queen? You know what I mean? Exactly. And I go on about my business because guess what? I'm not dating her. And, and it doesn't mean that I feel that she rejected me. I don't know you. Yeah, I don't know that woman. No, I really, <laughs> so, I, I really don't know that woman for me to even take it to that, that level. You know yeah. what I mean? Now, if you like Halle Berry and Monsters Ball make me feel good type, I'm like, yeah, I got a problem with Halle on that one, but that's a different story <laughs> on a different subject. Cause you know me, I, you know, yeah. Halle can't act anyway. I, that's a <laughs> nah, sounded like Fred Sanford. Make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, when she had that Catwoman suit on, Lord, Lord, Halle, man, <laughs> that's a whole different <laughs> show. But man, Holly uh, Barrett, yeah, Holly. You know, Holly. You know, I got love for Holly. Anyway, man, um, I don't know, man. But like I said before, I think that that's a that's another show that we need to really tap into, but. I want I all the so I want all the sisters to know, man, that you know, Miss Talks Podcast, we respect, we love y'all. We we honor you Always. for who you are as an individual. Uh and like Angel said, you know, to be a queen and, and to be a king, you have to act like act, you know, act like that. Be that. Yeah. Embrace who you be are. That. You know what I mean? And, and and show, you know, like I said before, the sexiest thing to me is a woman's intelligence. So you know, Amen, and, yeah. and and I've seen some very intelligent yeah. people here of late, even dealing with the podcast community. I've, you know, I I can spend an hour shouting out because I listen to a lot of lot of podcasts. Matter of fact, y'all might y'all might want to start listening to us as well because you know you know we deep we do some deep things here, and I I always try to show love. But you know, black women, you know, I this is what this is the kicker. For me, as a black man, black men only date outside of their race because they find other women to be exotic. And I'm like, what? There's nothing more exotic than a black woman. Chocolate is so much sweeter, man. I'll be trying to tell you, man, a chocolate woman. And and I'm a dark skinned chocolate man. And I, and I, I love dark, dark, dark skinned women. And it, it was funny because when we were growing up, the lighter skinned women were more attracted to me, but I used to like and love the dark skinned women. And I was like, yo, so, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know if that was a colorism thing or what, but I just think women in the black women in particular are, there's nothing more exotic than a black woman, you know, and it's all shades of them. And if I look at my family, it's from the darkest, to the lightest and half of the lightest ones, damn, they look white. Yeah, right. In our family. Yeah. No, I'm talking about our family yeah. alone. No, no, no. I know what you meant. And, that, and that's something that we need to unpack in another show. Cause we had an aunt that could pass for a white woman. And if you ask her if she was white. Oh yeah. She'll oh, cut you out in a minute. Bruh. I, like, you might want to put a t-shirt on. <laughs> Matter of fact, once you right. get the BLACK t-shirt, baby, I'll hook you up. 
Shout out to my my aunt. She passed away. Rest in rest in, in peace, love. Uh, but like I said before, man, I always want um the listeners of Miss 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 Talks podcast to know that we ride for you. You know, we don't have all the answers, but I have questions though. If if black women feel like if you feel like that you are unprotected, like Angel said, please come on to the show and and you know speak speak your piece because I want please people do. to hear. I want people to hear what you have to say, you know, and, and it's, this is all about respect. You don't have to worry about us disrespecting you because we won't, we won't disrespect anyone that comes on the show. We may not always mm-hmm. agree, but the beauty of it is that we're, we're intelligent human beings and we can agree to disagree and we love conversation. So I just, I just yeah. got love for all of you, man. So do it, do we your should. thing. Yeah. And, 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 um, you know, and, and I just put out a couple of those things because, you know, those are the things that have me a little confused. And on one hand, you, you know, I hear the, the the narrative that black women are the most unprotected, the most persecuted. And, you know, and and, I, and it's just like, look, uh, I even seen people arguing when the whole George Floyd situation happened, which is so unfortunate. And, um, you know there was a, there was a conversation when I was a part of about, you know, what was happening. And then this one person chimed in, well, well, black women are doing, going through it too. It ain't just black men. And and the way that, you know, the, the statement came across, it was a little aggressive. And I'm like, well, I'm confused. Cause I thought that's what we were fighting for. I didn't think at one moment that, you know, anything that we've spoken about consciously about the current events was all dedicated to just black men. I thought we were standing up for equality for all. So I don't understand the whole purpose of drawing a line down the sand and saying that, oh, well, black women too. And I'm like, I never forgot about you. I never excluded you. So why do I, why does that have to be thrown at me? But one thing that we need to understand uh, people, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna speak straight from the heart to you on this one. Listen, man, as a young man in this country, um, there's a lot of trauma that we go through and we don't really take time to unpack that trauma. But some of us are fortunate enough to navigate through this life and learn how to heal and grow from that trauma. Everyone is not fortunate. And I say that to say this is that um, my trauma, can nobody assess a value on it? No one can assess how deeply it, it runs, how, you know, how deeply it hurts. It's my trauma to deal with. However, my trauma, my pain, my setbacks, um, my tribulations is not a green light for me. It's not a license for me to lash out at other people. It's not a, a license to just go after other people and break other people's spirits. As much as I deal with as an individual, I still have the the responsibility as to how I react from that pain and that trauma. Um, if I get people to listen to what I have to say, I can't always go for the juggler and expect people to listen or to tolerate it. And I say that to say this is that we have to learn how to get past this aggressive and also this passive aggressive approach when it comes to, uh, you know, conversing over certain topics. I want to have a conversation with you because I want to learn what I'm not willing to do is to be your punching bag. I'm not willing to take your, your, uh, you know, your jabs and your, your daggers and whatever else. 
I'm not going to allow you to belittle me to make you feel valued or better because that does nothing. It does nothing for anyone. What I am willing to do is listen with an open mind and an open heart with a willingness to try to understand for the better. I'm willing to sit here and say, hey, I don't know it all. Maybe I am missing something. Help me fill in the blanks. I am willing to hear your personal experiences. I am willing to hear your personal trials and tribulations and to understand how I may play a part in that, but more importantly, how I may contribute to the healing process and the resolution to that. That's what I'm willing to do. Right, people? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, man. Like, yo, well said, sir. Well said. Um, you know, I, I love women. You know, I'm I'm the type of guy that I'm a good spokesperson for the the truth and not so much as the color because you know, people yeah. fall in love with who they love. And for yes. me to and for me to be that type of person on the mic telling you if you date outside of your race, you're a sellout. If you do this, you do that. I don't, I have no right to say that, you know, but at that same time, I'm never going to sit back and let anybody disrespect the black women, black Mm -hmm. woman in Mm -hmm. my presence. And I'm not going to disrespect you. I don't have to date you to, to be your, your confidant. I don't have to. Stop right there. I'm yes, sorry. Sir. I got to interrupt you. That That's a good, that's a good point right there. That's a very, not a good, a good, that's a good <laughs> point right there. Bro. Right. Because we got to unpack this one because that's another dagger that I hear a lot is if a man is married to someone from another culture, can he still be pro-black? Yeah, and it, blows black. My, it blows my mind that I'm like, why is this even up for debate? Well, I don't have to date you to be your confidant. I, I I don't have to date you to support you. I mean, I'm I'm good. I support everyone, but especially my black culture because I'm black. I can never escape my blackness, nor would I ever try to, because I love who I am, and I've been in the, I've been in this vessel for 46 years, and and I've seen the injustice of this world. I know what we're going through, so this is the game plan to not go through it anymore. To have respect for one another and say, yo, I respect you and, and and get the let's get back to square one basics of what we need to do for our culture. Right. You know, and that's why the BLACK t-shirt was important when I designed it 20 some years ago, because I said it wasn't about color. It was about men and women. There we go. You know, really trying to work through the ins and outs, because a lot of this stuff is taught. Hatred is taught. Colorism mm-hmm. is taught. It's everything sexism. that we have to deal with it. But I also want to say this. Sexism, yes, sir. I also want to say this. Black men, speak to someone about your childhood, about the yeah. things that you have, have gone through. Speak to mm-hmm. someone that you trust, that is actually trained to listen to you and understanding what we need to go in the directions of what we need to go to make ourselves better. And stop holding on to baggage that is designed to keep you down. And if you realize what I'm saying, you understand that you don't have to live in that light. Yeah. You know, you can, you can, you can unpack a lot of that drama and, and treat like, Hey man, look, if you want to be single all of your life, be single. If you want to be a serial dater, be a serial dater. 
mm-hmm. but every woman that you come in contact with, be truthful with them. Amen. You know what I mean? If a woman that is look, look oil in what what is it? Vinegar don't mix. Oil. Yeah. Oil then, and vinegar. Yeah. Right. If if oil if it doesn't water. mix, then you go whatever it is, you know, I don't have the analogy. Then you be understand who you are as a person in love. Because I know it's 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 probably it's a woman out there that I, I love dearly, but I know I don't mix with her. So you know I had to let that go. Mm-hmm. And that's the maturity of saying, look, we we don't get down like that. Because everything about you is to bring out the worst in me. Yeah. And when you a maturity saying, I I've realized that I see that, so I have to remove myself out of that equation. You can have it because I don't want it. But at the same time, I need to know, I need to do better for me. So when it talks about, when we talk about our culture, when we talk about everything, who we are, you know, it's very difficult for me to be uh, 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 disrespectful to any culture because in, in, alone in my own culture, there's a multitude of different races that are in my culture. So at the same time, I have to have respect for person rather than saying I'm I'm just, you know, pro-black. I'm always going to be pro-black. I always love being for my black people. But like I said previously, I don't have to date you to support you or be your confidant. You know, we're in this together and it's all love and it's all respect. So if you feel like you are unprotected, you have a friend in me, you have a friend in Miss Talks, definitely have a friend in Angel. Please come on the show and let's talk about it. With that said, Angel, your final thoughts, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well said. Well said. Uh, Final thoughts is this, man. Um, Look, dude. uh, Vinegar and and, uh, I'm going to use honey. (laughs) Uh, One is very abrasive. (laughs) One is very salty and bitter. One is very sweet. Um, You have to understand the application of both. Um, And just like you uh, sent the sentiment out to the brothers, I'm going to echo that same sentiment to our sisters. Get to a place where you can talk to someone in a safe place about some of the traumas you may have experienced in your childhood and that you're carrying now into adulthood. Um, you know, strength, suffering in silence is not strength. And our culture has to come to terms and understand that that's not strength. Only thing we're doing is carrying the damage and we're, we're carrying it so far into the future that we're affecting the present and we're not having moments to grow and heal and shine from the things that we've overcome. Those things that we've overcome and survive stay present because we haven't let them go. We have to get to the point to heal because a lot of times the things that we're going back and forth about has very little to do with the person that we're taking it out on. It's residual pain that we haven't dealt with. Now, this black woman is the most unprotected, you know, scenario. I don't get it because I've never been the guy that turned my eyes to any injustice, including injustices towards my sisters. Yeah, I understand that in the medical field, black women die at a higher rate because of misdiagnosis or mistreatment. I'm, I'm an advocate to fight for that but I'm not one of these people who is causing it. So I'm an advocate for you and I want to be an advocate for you. 
And it doesn't mean that I'm trying to cupcake or I'm trying to push up or trying to gas you up or anything of that nature. I am genuinely interested in your well-being as a person. I don't expect anything in return. I want you to be the best you you can be. I want you to be the best version of yourself that you can be because it has very little to do about what you can give me and everything to do with who I was raised to be. I was raised to be a man that respected a woman. My strength at being a man doesn't mean that I am stronger or superior than you are, nor am I weaker. You can't have it both ways. We can't say that we want equality between the genders, but yet everything comes out of your mouth is bitter or degrading or belittling towards the man. I don't vibe with that and I don't accept that. I don't, I don't appreciate that. You won't disrespect me. And because I don't want to take your disrespect, somehow label me as insecure and weak. That is, that is foolishness. Okay. For the real sisters out there who hold it down and, and raising those kids and, and there's real strong super mothers out there, single parents that are really doing extraordinary jobs. But listen, guys, one size does not fit all. Every single mother is not single because the father opted out. Some of you are single because you don't push everybody away from you till there's no one left but you. Yeah, I said it. And if you choose to do that and you have bad parenting, own up to it. But don't just own up to it. Learn how to fix it. It's not about labeling people as something so that they can stay stuck. It's about taking accountability to see what we can do better as a society. You being a woman doesn't automatically make you a queen. It doesn't automatically make you strong. It doesn't automatically make you smarter. That's an individual choice. That is a character trait. It's on a case-by-case basis, on an individual basis. Just like me being a man doesn't make me the man, doesn't make me a king. I have to aspire to become king. And I can never be a king if I disrespect the people that I lead or if I'm too proud to follow. And I definitely can't be a king if I can't respect the queen. If I kill my queen, if I break my queen, then I will sacrifice the kingdom. Just remember that. A king that won't respect his queen doesn't respect his kingdom. Guess what? That works both ways. A queen that don't respect her king won't respect the kingdom. In order for us to thrive together, we have to survive together. We can't survive together if we can't even survive one another. We have to end this imaginary war between man and woman. Sisters, if you feel like your voices are being muffled, if you feel like, man, you're getting it and and no one's understanding it, then let's use this platform and this opportunity to discuss it. But as I said, I'm not a trend hopper. Don't come to me with recycled theories. Let's have a real conversation about it. And if there's areas where you enlighten me, we, hey, man, Miss Talks is all for it. But be honest, if we enlighten you, be accountable and say, yeah, I didn't see it that way. And let's keep it 100. Let's keep it moving. Listen, guys, life is weird, strange, it's hard. As a man, I can't see myself going through this without a woman. So, I'm not ashamed to admit I need a woman. That doesn't make me a weaker man. That doesn't make me a weaker vessel. 
So if a woman needs me in any sort of way, I don't think of that as a weakness. I think of that as an honor. If I can assist, help, provide, encourage, improve, enhance, support, that doesn't make me a weak person or superior. That means that's responsibility that I need to step up and handle. So with that being said, the doors are open. The invitation is open. The platform is open. Come on, man, let's chop this up. Let's let's have a real powerful discussion and let's be the change that we need to see for the generation behind us. Because if we're grown, we've already made decisions that got us here. Let's all have a conversation to navigate the ones that are following us to make sure they don't have to go through the same obstacles that we went through. Let's do it for the generation that's coming up. Let's let's get the village back together. You remember that? It takes a village to raise a family, a, a village to raise children. Man, the village ain't going to be a village if we at each other's throats. What's up, my people? Let's get it popping. Back to you, big bro. Hey, man, I love that chess analogy because, you know, when dad taught us chess, he was like, you let your queen out there, you leave her out there unguarded, you're going to lose your kingdom. There you go. So I love the way you broke that down. And uh, shout out to all the queens out there, man. Shout out to the black women in general. And then I'm going to say shout out to the women because I love women. Shout out to the big girls as well. You know I love you, big girls. You know I love you. Anyway, man, this has been one of those episodes that we've had fun. We love it. We love you. We appreciate all of you for tuning in to another episode of Miss Talks Podcast. May I speak sincerely with your host, Angel and Walter Ray. I am the poet Walter Ray, and that is my dope co-host, Angel. Yo, with that said, get at us, man. But right now, we're about to spread these two fingers apart and shake a deuce at you. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to Miss Talks Podcast. May I speak sincerely with your hosts, Angel and Walter LeRae. If you would like to be a part of our show, or if you have any suggestions and topics that you would like us to speak on, please feel free to reach us at Podcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Instagram. Just search Miss Talks Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Let the journey begin.